How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Yes, sir. Alright, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in your riches, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Guys, let's pray. We'll start tonight. Dear God, we come to you right now humble and just thanking you for all you do for us. Lord, there's many things in our life that we need to be thankful for. Blessings and different things you provide for us. Um, but a lot of times we like to focus on the negative. We like to focus on things in our life that's not good. But Lord, your Bible is full. Your, your word is full of great news for us. And you, your promises are forever. Sometimes we forget them. But I pray as we dig into your word tonight that we remember what you promised us and the things you've given us to be thankful for. We love you and praise you in our prayer. Amen. So we're going to end this series tonight talking about thankful for what God has done. And then we're going to look at some things that we should be thankful for. Notice in verse 17, it says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It's pointing out that in everything we do, at the end of the day, we need to give thanks to God. This here's a quote from a pastor named Tony Evans. He says, We are not told to give thanks for everything. We are told to give thanks in everything. Alright? So in other words, there may be some things, okay, that we feel like we're not thankful for, but no matter what our circumstance is, no matter what we're going through, we need to be thankful that God has put us in that position. There's a reason why He's put us there. Alright? Now we may not know what that is, but we're still thankful knowing God's will is going to be done. Now I'll tell you a story about a man in prison, right? This guy in prison decided that he was going to go against the law and not do what the law told him to do. And so he went out going blatantly against the law, speaking to a lot of different people. Uh, and while he was doing this, not only was he put in prison, but he was mocked for what he was doing. Um, were, he was on the run basically all the time. But over time, the cops eventually caught him and put him into prison. Now the guy I'm describing is Paul. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Paul was somebody who wrote four epistles, four letters to churches while in prison. Okay? And I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to pause and we'll stop. There's a lot of getting up, a lot of talking going on. Alright? And I feel like what needs to be said tonight is very important. So at this moment on, no talking and no leaving this room. Alright? Because right now, you're not only being distracted to me, but distracted to others. Alright? Okay, I'm done with that. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. Now, that's what I'll say about Paul. Paul was somebody who wrote four letters encouraging churches while in prison. Now, for us, if we're put in that situation, I don't think we're going to be very thankful that we're in prison. Now, of course, Paul was put in prison because he was following what God told him to do, not what the government told him to do. But in his letter to the Ephesian church, in chapter 5, it says this, Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. And you kind of realize here, this is similar to what he also said to the church of Colossae and Colossians. Singing hymns, praising, worshiping together. Verse 20, Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence 
for Christ. So not only did he tell the church of Colossae, but now he's telling the church of Ephesus, give thanks in everything you do. A lot of times in our life, we take one time a year and we celebrate Thanksgiving. And that's when we reflect on our blessings. That's when we think of what we're thankful for. But giving thanks is not a once in a year celebration. It is a daily pursuit. So a lot of times when we're struggling with different things, it is because we're not daily pursuing God. We're focused so much on the negative and what's going on in the world, and we're not looking at the blessings God has given us. So I would say we're not a people. We're not very thankful people. right? We don't give thanks to God the, the thanks that He deserves. Be thankful in all things. The opposite of thankfulness is ungratefulness or unthankfulness. right? You're either thankful for all things, or you're thankful for some things and not all things. Now, sometimes we are thankful for the stuff like somewhere to live, somewhere to eat, somewhere to sleep. We're thankful for something like that. But a lot of times we're not thankful for certain circumstances we're put in, right? Maybe we're put in a very difficult situation, whether financially or maybe school is adding up to us. Or maybe somebody says something to school today and that's our only focus. We don't understand why it's happening. So instead of saying, well, how can I be thankful for this? We say, oh, I'm upset about this happening today. And we start focusing on that. And then we become unthankful for a lot of things. But understand this. The true joy of the Lord is only recognized when we recognize how blessed we really are. Think about it. Just living in this country. Everybody in here is very blessed. But we fail to give thanks. We, we, we fail to give thanks to God in all times when He deserves it. There's a very popular story in the Bible when people came to Jesus and they were wanting Him to heal Him and notice their response. Turn to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. This is a story where Jesus has been going around He's been healing people. He's doing wonderful things and unfortunately at this time people were coming to Him just for what Jesus could do for them. For them. Right? So they were only coming because Jesus... They knew that they came to Jesus that He could fix everything in their life. But a lot of them respond the way that these people respond. So in Luke chapter 17, what we see here in verse 11, there's ten lepers that come to Jesus. And this is what it says in verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, He was passed along between Samaria and Galilee. And at the end of the village, He was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go, and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were, were there not ten that I cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So we see here these ten lepers appear to Jesus. And as Jesus was traveling, he meets up with these ten lepers. Now these ten lepers wanted something. What did they want? You can speak. To be healed. They wanted to be healed. All ten of them wanted to be healed. And so we can relate to this, right? When we're struggling, okay, whether we're sick, whether we're struggling with a sin in our life, whether we're going through a hard time, uh, we are always looking for help. We're always wanting help. Right? Unfortunately, a lot of times for that help, we don't turn to God. We try to fix things our own. And remember, as a Christian, our first 
reply should be to go to Jesus first, go to God first for healing. And that's what they did. But notice what Jesus does here. Jesus chooses to cleanse all ten of the lepers. But only one of the ten that were healed came back to worship and was thankful for what Jesus had done. Somebody's phone's going off. And was thankful for what Jesus had done for him. So ten of them went to Jesus to be healed. And as soon as they were healed, nine of them left. They're like, Hey, is that the phone back there? That's driving me nuts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, so nine of them left. Only one came back to worship. And so Jesus, when this is happening, he asked them, where are the other nine? So Jesus points out that only one of the ten healed and were thankful for what God had done. All of them came for the same thing, but only one of them was actually truly thankful and worshipped Jesus for it. The question we have to ask ourselves, are we the one or are we the nine that lead? Because I fear a lot of times we're the nine. We're going through something, we go to God for help, God takes that burden away from us, and then we just go about our life. We don't think about it, we don't thank God for it, and guess what? We forget about it. Instead of seeing what God brought us through. See, here's gratitude in today's culture. This is the reality that we're living in, right? Uh, children, a lot of times, forget to say thank you for things. Right? We even forget to say thank you for things. Common courtesy, that's not a thing anymore, really. Right? It's odd to see somebody holding a door for you. It's odd to see somebody go out of the way and help you. We take for granted what people do for us. And then, on top of that, let's say somebody does something for us, we fail to thank God for what He has done for us. Romans chapter 1 says this in verse 21. You don't have to turn there. It says, For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Guys, we've got to be careful with this. Just because we know God does not mean that we tell people about God or show God in our actions. Right? Because it says, For although they knew God, they did not honor Him or give thanks to Him. And they became futile in their thinking. In other words, they knew God, but they followed the world instead of following what God told them to do. Now you can see thankfulness throughout Scripture. In Psalm 147.7 it says, Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Not just to sing, but do it joyfully. You're singing as a form of worship to be thankful for what God has done for you. Colossians 3.15 simply says, be thankful. So, just knowing what God done for us is enough for us to be thankful. But why should we be thankful? Because God has blessed us and we should be thankful for every single one of those blessings. And so I'm going to be quick, but there's five things in our life that we need to be thankful for. Number one, thank God for the material things. We have this thing in our life where we're never satisfied. Right? When we get something we want, we want more. Even when all our needs are met, we're like, well, I want more so that my needs can be even more multiplied. The blessings come in our lives from knowing who gives us blessings. So if we have all these things and we're not recognizing it as a blessing, okay, then we're just saying, these are nice things, but I'm never satisfied. And a lot of times, we live our life just like that. Turn to 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles 29. We don't go there often. We're going to the uh, to Chronicles today. 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Verse 10. 
By the way, if I start reading, you're not there. I'm just going to continue on. We're going to have to uh, just, you know, keep going. Alright, so this is what it says. Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, in order that His fierce anger may turn away from us. My sons, do not now be negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand in the presence and minister to Him and His ministers and make offerings to Him. Now, what we're happening here is that David is telling them he's going to do this, giving thanks for accomplishing and finishing what God said he was going uh, to do. By the way, that's the wrong verse. That's why I was confused. I was in 2 Chronicles. We need to go to 1 Chronicles. Never mind. Verse 10 of 1 Chronicles, chapter 29. But it says this, Therefore, here we go, David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatest in the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. You are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and give strength to all. And now we thank you, our Lord. God and praise your glorious name. Sorry, I read, the first, I read the wrong wrong, but that's the right one I'm trying to read. So we see in verse 10 through 11, David gives thanks to God for accomplishing, finishing the temple. So they know that they did all this work, but David was very, was very particular in pointing out as soon as we do this, we're going to give thanks to God. And he says in verse 12, all riches and honor are from you. David recognizes where all these riches come from. They came from God. And so in verse 13, he says, we thank God. God gets the praise not us. A lot of times when we want to do stuff, okay, we want to say, look what I did. Instead of saying, look what God did. Or this, look what I've done because God gave me the gift to do this so God gets the glory. So, so the spirit of thankfulness makes all the difference. Are you constantly worried about what you do not have or have you thanked God for what you do have? A lot of times we focus on what we do not have and not what we have. So, uh, thank God for the material things. Another one, thank God for the people in your life. We have people in our lives every day. It's easy to take them for granted. So I'm not talking about um, our friends, okay? Obviously we have those, but our family. There's other people that God gives us the opportunity to interact with on a daily basis. And a lot of times, we ignore them. But think about this. God has a particular reason why He's put them in our lives. Do not let others know. Sorry do, sorry, do you let others know that you appreciate them? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I do want you to turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Chapter 1. 1 Corinthians, not 2 Corinthians. Don't mess up like that. Alright. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. Now, notice this is written to the church of Corinth, which by the way, if you know anything about the church of Corinth, this was far from perfect people. Okay, yet Paul gives thanks to them. He says, I give thanks to my God always for you, because the grace of God was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in Him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you were not lacking in any gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we see here in verse 40, he says, I give thanks to God for you. Paul's saying, I'm even thankful for you, even though this church was very hypocritical. 
Right? They were saying they were Christians, but they were not actually living the Christian life. But Paul gives a blessing to the people that they would grow in their faith. Notice, this is the beginning of 1 Corinthians. And the first thing Paul is focused on is the positive, not the negative. He doesn't point out the negative of what the church of Corinth is going through. He points out first, I'm thankful for you and I pray that God leads you in the right direction. A lot of times we're the opposite. We focus on the negative first, and unfortunately that clouds the positive in our life. So thank God for those who have touched you in your life. If you go on through here, uh, we see Jesus says this, I have given you an example to follow. So you want to know how to be thankful for people in your life? Look at Jesus. Jesus took time as he, as he ministered for people. Didn't matter who they were. Strangers, people he met, people he walked with, he took time for each individual. So our choice is this, to either follow or not to follow God. Are we going to be thankful for the people in our life? Number three, thank God, and this is the hard one, thank God in the midst of the trials and persecution. This is probably the hardest time to be thankful. When we're going through a hard time, it is hard for us to be thankful for. And the biggest reason for that is for two. One, our pride. Right? Our pride. We don't, we don't want to be thankful because we're upset. That's all we can focus on. Or two, we don't understand why God's having us go through this trial and why we're going through this persecution. James chapter 1, verse 2 says this, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let the steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. James points out here, count it joy when you face trials of various kinds. So don't doubt it. Count it joy. When you face trials, be joyful in that. Because there's a reason why God has put that in your life. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, talks about giving thanks in all circumstances. Why? It's the will of God. Now, I don't know what trials you may be facing right now, but God does. And understand this. God's plans are always greater than our plans. So even if we don't know why we're going what we're going through, God does. And God has a plan for it. And He will complete His work through us. So be thankful for the trials and persecutions you face. Two more things. Number four, thank God for salvation through Jesus Christ. God gave us the greatest gift ever, salvation, the possibility of salvation, and yet we take it for granted more than most anything in the world. Because what we do is, as the church, we do a very good job of reaching people and seeing people come to know Christ, and then we kind of just let them out on their own. And then what we do is, we get excited about certain times, we don't actually consider, man, Jesus Christ died for me. And because of that, I have salvation. Amen. We take it for granted. We take it for granted instead of realizing, look what Jesus has done for you. John 3.16. You guys know it. Say it. John 3.16. That was pretty, you know, almost everybody said the same version, so that was, that was pretty cool. That's good. So that's good. We hear this. Hear this, and we recite it. But a lot of times, we don't actually listen to it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son for us, so that we can have everlasting life. We should not let a day go by where we don't give praise to God for giving us salvation. Because without God, we're hopeless. Number five: Thank God for His presence and power 
in your life. Ultimately, our life is about God. It should be about God. When we get out of the way, we become more thankful. When we, you're good, when we decide to not get out of the way and say it's all about us, we become less and less thankful. But guess what, guys? We don't have the strength to go about this life on our own. Some of you may say, well, I can't get over certain things. I don't, I, you know, I'm going through this. I just can't control it. And you know what? I agree with you. You can't control it. Guess what? Shh. We're also not supposed to. God is. We have to recognize that. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says this. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. It is God who works in you. As a Christian, we have the Holy, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, both to will and work for His good pleasure. So to say, I can't be thankful, okay, for what God's doing, is saying, you're, you're, what you're trying to say is, you don't have the Spirit. Okay? Think about that. You have the Spirit. But are you going to focus on that? Or are you going to focus on everything else going on in your life? Because I promise you, when you tell me, you tell, I can't handle this, you're probably right. God can't. Give it to Him. Every day should be a day of thanksgiving. I'm going to end in this verse, and then we'll pray and we'll end tonight. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. It says this, and we said it earlier, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I've given you the five things we need to be thankful for. Thankful for the material blessings. Thankful for the people in our life. Thank God in the midst of the trials and persecutions. Thank God for salvation only found through Jesus Christ. And thank God for His presence and power in your life. we got two options. Either to recognize this and be thankful, or to ignore it and continue to live life the way we feel like we need to and take control. So are you going to allow God to take control, or are you going to keep control? Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for tonight. What I pray that we take this to heart. But I know a lot of us struggling here with different things, and we struggle with being thankful for the small things. A lot of times we're thankful for... You know, big things, but not small things. I pray that we're challenged by this. I pray that this series we've looked at, dwelling in your word, being filled with the Holy Spirit, glorifying you in all things, and now be thankful for all things, for what you've done, what you're going to do, and what you've done in the past. We're thankful for those. Thank you for each individual who's here tonight. I pray that they're challenged by this, and they actually live a life of thankfulness. We love you and praise you and pray. Amen. Before you go.